Okay. I'm not sure what happened there. I hit a button and next thing I knew, our intro disappeared. That'll be fun to discover in post. Welcome in. It's the Treasure Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by our Treasure Valley expert, Logan Green. Logan, in case anybody thought this was like uh, pre-recorded or we sit in the editing bay. No, this is live. It's organic. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. It just, uh, my screen went blank and uh, I knew Brandon screwed something up again. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we don't even have our usual little background behind us. It's just an empty black space. So yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and work on that while we're doing the show. This should be fun. Yeah. This is going to be a good, yeah. Time. Well, uh, special new now, uh, the prep cast for the next few months is presented by no vape. Um, so be sure to, you can, you can check them out online. We're going to have some banners up on our website about them. Um, where you can go and you can click and go right to the website and learn more. Um, but for now, just go to your preferred search engine and, and type in no vape Idaho. Um, and it'll take you to their website. They've got a lot of, uh, great information there about, uh, vaping in general, especially with the younger generation. Um, I learned a few things by going on the website, um, that one in five Idaho teens has tried vaping at least once. Um, 20%. That seems a little bit high to me, Brandon. I mean, not no, not that the statistic. No, oh, that seems high. That that's a too high for Idaho. I, I I believe. I think we need to do something about that. Yeah, that's that's pretty alarming. You know, when I heard that. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, the Treasure Valley Prep Cast presented by No Vape. There it is, Logan. All right. And I, I'm gonna say one more, and then we'll, we'll you know we we've got a nice little video to run about them. Um, but the, the site is great. It's about there. There's a documentary that talks about it. You can, you can check that out as well. Um, but it said that Idaho kids have started vaping as young as seven years old. Um, I, I have a seven year old Brandon and I that makes me want to go and talk to him about it. You know, like he, he's not going to know that it's not good for you. He's seven. He smells some kind of smell and, you know, the kid's, told him to try it i'm sure he would he he doesn't know um and so you know hey there's something that i need to take away that i learned that i need to take away and go and talk to my own son seven-year-old about it you know it, it's got it, it's pathetic that i have to do that but now it, it is something that i'm gonna do today um but that's the world we're in right now yeah, way too early to start that talk, but unfortunately, you do got to get out in front of it, and if you want more tips, uh, you can just type in No Vape Idaho into your favorite search tool, and uh, you'll get directed to the website from there, so big thanks to No Vape. Um, okay, Logan, I think I got everything back here. <laughs> like it all, looks normal. It looks all normal. Of, all of our stuff got deleted out, and then I got it all back, so uh, we're off to a great start. Uh, the Our performance here under the spotlight isn't so great, but we had a lot of athletes perform under the bright lights of the Raleigh lane invitational, the biggest wrestling competition of the year. Logan, it was held last Friday and Saturday at the Idaho center. Columbia high school is always the host school. Todd Katie, the athletic director at Columbia. Um, honestly, you know, the state tournament, if it was mirrored like Raleigh lane, um, I think it'd be pretty good. Todd Katie really knows how to run a sharp tournament. And 98 schools came to compete at this thing, Logan. Biggest event of the year by far. Yeah, just a great event. It always is. There's teams that come from all over the state uh, to wrestle in this. And I believe team from out of state as well. 
Um, just, just a huge event. You know, people look forward to it. They, they mark it on their calendar. They're ready to go for it. Um, I know, like I've said before, my nephew wrestles for Idaho Falls, and and that's something that they they're always looking forward to is is this Raleigh Lane Invitational. Um, and and we had some great performances here from the Treasure Valley. Um, you know, as usual, right? But uh, maybe a surprise contender this year. Yes. So the team race, and and you know, we talked about this on the Idaho Matt Chat Prep Cast, which is our standalone wrestling podcast we do every tuesday night live on the idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page and twitter account which by the way we're at right now right we're, we're streaming live you can of course listen to the replay of uh, all of our prep casts on idahosports.com youtube uh, facebook or twitter or also by downloading this podcast wherever you download podcasts um but we talked about it on the matt chat prep cast uh and we thought coming in like oh yeah team title favorites you know, we like Meridian, you know, Meridian's got the numbers and, you know, maybe post falls, they're missing, you know, one of their big guns and, you know, Bishop Kelly, maybe you'll be in the mix. And it turns out Minico and Fruitland, a 4A and a 3A battle to the very end, Logan, Minico wins by half a point. It came down to basically a pin versus a tech fall, essentially in, in the final matchup for Minico and the kid from Minico got the pin and gave him just enough to surge past Fruitland. But uh, if you're a Fruitland Grizzly wrestling fan, you have to be really encouraged by this is their best finish ever at the Raleigh Lane. Yeah, and I mean, this is a tournament, like you said, you're talking about Bishop Kelly, Meridian, Post Falls, these big 4 and 5A schools, and uh, a 4A team won it, right, in Minico, but that you were half a point away from winning the whole thing where you're – just a 3A school, right? And where you you defeated every 5A tournament to every 5A team that showed up, 3A Fruitland beat them. Every 4A team, except for one, they took care of business. Every 3A team. You know what? If you're looking forward, right, and saying, you know, if you say, how does this performance translate to what the rest of the season or even the state championship could look like? Man, if you're Fruitland, you got to be uh, pretty excited about that, knowing that, you took care of business there against some of the best in the state. And if they, if your guys can just continue that going forward, you know, you, you should be looking at a great end of your season here. Yeah. South Fremont has been the dominant program in three, a, the past couple of years, and they didn't bring their full team to Raleigh lane. They only sent two individuals. Now, one of those kids won his weight class. Uh, the rest of the team was competing at the Buell Invitational. So, you know, South Fremont is still going to be there. Buell is still going to be there. But for Fruitland, I mean, to, to come out and beat all these 5As in Washington, Oregon, Utah, Nevada, yeah. California schools, uh, you know, pretty impressive. And then, you know, shout out to Nampa. Nampa took third, Logan, with 166 points. Uh, and so I thought Nampa, you know, Nampa gets lost in the shuffle sometimes with Meridian and I, yeah. Mountain View and some of these other 5A programs. Yeah, they get lost in the shuffle with, I feel like, a lot of things. <laughs> they just lurk, and they're pretty good at a lot of sports. I mean, you think back football last year, all of a sudden their first year in 5A, and they go and they make the state tournament. Um, but coming in third for Nampa, and just like we mentioned with before, they beat everybody that was there that was at their same classification. Um, so going forward, you think, man, Nampa, maybe they got a shot in it down the stretch. Yep, so Nampa took third. Bishop Kelly took sixth. Caldwell took ninth, 
Meridian took 10th to round up the top 10 in the team scores at Raleigh Lane. Uh, Logan, the individual champions, we had Ryan Herchert from Nampa win at 98 pounds. Jackson Freeman from Caldwell took the 113 title. Draven Johns from Caldwell won at 120. Uh, we had uh, at 138, this epic battle. Carson Exford from Nampa took on Coulter Burton from Century. Now, Coulter Burton used to be at American Falls. Uh, he has since transferred to Century. But both of these guys are going D1, Logan. Um, so you had a D1 versus D1 battle at 138 pounds. Um, Exford has committed to Wisconsin. Coulter Burton has committed to Oklahoma State. So these two may see each other down the line at the NCAA championships as well. Yeah, and they, those aren't uh, just just baby schools, right? To to check off your list that you gotta you got to play a, a college sport. Like, no, you you went to a a Big Ten and a Big Twelve, and and you know, the Big Ten is very good at wrestling. Um, yeah, a, a lot of their Nebraska is always in the mix there. Wisconsin. Uh, you know, the Midwest just seems to breed wrestlers. And so for both players to go into that area, that that's a, it's a good showdown here for Idaho. One weight class up at 145. Matt Martino from Bishop Kelly won his third Raleigh Lane title, defeating a kid from Redmond, Oregon. So congratulations to, to Matt Martino. Uh, Caden McKenzie from Fruitland won at 152. Matthew Daniels from McCall Donnelly took the 160 title. Jonathan Siemens from Nampa won, wins at 170. Hudson Rogers of Meridian takes the 182 title. Quinn Hood from Fruitland wins at 195 and big Shiloh Jones from Mountain View won the heavyweight battle at 285. So congrats to all of our individual champions on the girls side, Logan, the highest placing team from the treasure Valley was Kuna checking in at 11th overall Thunder Ridge won the team title, but Kuna, the highest placing team in terms of individual champions from the treasure Valley, we had, I'm trying to see here. I know there was at least one, I thought. Guess not. Guess I was looking at an Oregon school. Um, but for girls wrestling, you know, it's still, everybody's competing in the same open division. Five A's are going to compete with two A's. Because of that open format, Eagle has kind of won the first couple of officially sanctioned girls wrestling championships. And I think they still have the strength and numbers approach to to do well again. Yeah. I mean, why not? They seem to always be in the mix with everything all the time. And, you know, just a great effort from all the wrestlers from the treasure Valley across the board this past weekend. Yeah, it was a fun, exciting weekend. And now, you know, we're, we're getting ready for state, you know, we're like six, seven weeks out from state, which is just crazy to think about. Uh, I can't wrap yeah. my head around that uh, for sure. Um, okay. Let's switch gears. Talk a little hoops, Logan. Uh, we'll start with boys basketball because we had, you know, it was a wild night of hoops in that 4ASIC. Uh, I kind of want to start with Ridgeview. Uh, they battled Valley View to double overtime, Logan. Finally, in double OT, uh, Ridgeview pulls off an 85 to 83 victory. But man, this one did not come easy. The Warhawks still undefeated in league play along with Bishop Kelly at the top. Yeah, and this is something I said, Brandon, um, a couple weeks ago back when the Capital Classic was going on. Uh, Ridgeview, put me down for it. They're going to punch their first trip to the state tournament this year. 
Um, they're going to, they're going dancing. They'll be at the four, a uh, boys state basketball tournament. I think this team is ready to, to break through. They have so many great pieces. They have size. Um, and I, and I'm, you know, I saw Bishop Kelly play in that same tournament as well. And I think that is what is going to get it done for Ridgeview. They've had a couple of close games. They lost to Middleton by one point, uh, you know, a five, team just, you know, almost was able to knock them off. And then Valley view just, it doesn't matter what Valley View's record is. They will cause problems. I think back, I think it was 20, 2020. They they had come off like a 40-point loss. or they had play, Oh, that's what they played in this, this tournament that, that I did with Wayne. Um, the, this uh, Middleton had a basketball tournament uh, that nobody was at except for us, which was, you know, good old 2020. But Preston came to play Valley View after they had gone through this tournament and had, you know, lost by 20, 30 points. And they beat Preston, who was number one. They just, Valley View will get it done. It doesn't matter what is going on. You know, they, they are going to be a problem. So I wouldn't look at this and say, hey, you know what? They only beat Valley View by two. I mean, Valley View is just always a tough out. Uh, but Ridgeview, you know, they're, they're going to get it done this year. And I like that Ridgeview team undefeated in conference right now. And you got to be able to win close games. You don't want to roll through your schedule and just blow everybody out because when you get to state tournament, you're going to face a potentially a Preston, right? Who just beat Pocatello and, and you're going to face a, a Hillcrest, right? With Isaac Davis, you know, those you're not going to blow those teams out. You're going to have to, to squeak it out more than likely it's going to be tough. And so, you know what, playing these games in your regular season, that just, that just helps you uh, get prepared for the state tournament. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, what we could see at state here in just a second, especially with big men. Uh, but Logan, this game was a wild swing at halftime. Pretty close. Valley view held a 39 to 37 lead. Then in the third quarter, Valley view outscores Ridgeview 17 to nine to go up 10 heading into the fourth quarter. So Valley View was up 56-46 going into the fourth. Ridgeview outscores Valley View in the fourth, 19-9, to send the game to overtime uh, in the five-minute OT period. They they nodded up 10-10, and then finally Ridgeview, you know, got the bucket they needed or a couple free throws there in, in, the, in the double OT. Ridgeview had five different players in double figures, Logan. Dawson Phillips with 26. Javante Bowles with 15, Tucker Tiddens with 14. Uh, is it Kaimana Nielsen? I'm asking because uh, you did you did one of their games. I, I did, and I can't remember off the top of uh, top of my head because it wasn't what I was expecting. Okay, uh, Ka Kaimana Nielsen, Kaimana Nelson Nielsen, uh, 12 Gosh, points. Remember. My bad. I, I got to get better with the names. Um, and then Keegan Randall had 10 points. As well, in particular, Logan Dawson Phillips with 26 points. He made nine field goals. Seven of them were from the three point line. He made seven threes last night. He he can shoot, and I think a lot of people gravitate to the big man Bowles and say, you know, he is what makes Ridgeview go. But Phillips is really good, and Tucker Tiddens, that man is a beast down low. He can do it on the glass. He can he he's the he's the cleanup man down low. He was our player of the game a couple of times during that that tournament. He is he is also a key figure down low. They're big and they got players that can shoot. Um, it's a it's a fun to watch Ridgeview team. Yeah, and so as we look ahead to state, right, and you know what's going to happen at state. If you are a team that is going to get to the four A state basketball tournament and you want to have a chance to compete, you have to have big men. It, it's just mm -hmm. the way it is with Hillcrest, Isaac Davis, six foot eight. 
Pocatello has Gage on Taveros, who's, you know, 6'11, 6'10. Preston has the nap kid who's, you know, six foot five and and really a, a brute force inside. Uh, you look at then from the SIC, right? The 4A SIC. You mentioned Javante Bowles at 6'6, Tiddens at 6'5. Ridgeview can feel pretty good about holding their own against those bigs inside. Bishop Kelly has Rakeem Johnson anchoring inside, right? The the offensive line commit uh, to a Division One college, and you know he's six three, but man, is he strong! I think he can hold up really well. Mm-hmm. I look at I look at a team like Skyview, right? Cash Buse, he's six eight, right? Uh, and so I think you know Skyview could hold up pretty well. Valley View is the is the team, you know that maybe doesn't have quite the height of those other schools, but man, Mario Bentoncourt is such a I good know. coach, right? And, and they're always like this. They're always smaller. That's just the way it is. Um, I, you know, Jace Martinez, who they had for a couple of years there, it didn't matter how small he was. They, they still got it done. And that, that's the thing. Valley view. Like I said before, they just seem to go when it's, when the odds are stacked against them and they, they, they've snuck into the state tournament a couple of times when maybe they didn't have the best record um, coming into the district tournament, but then they get it done when it matters. And then lo and behold, they win a game at the state tournament. Um, if a team that is smaller is going to win a game, it's going to be somebody like Valley view. Yeah. So the current SIC standings in boys hoops, Bishop Kelly and Ridgeview are both three and zero in league play. Skyview's two and one Valley view is two and two. Ridgeview uh, gets a little bit of a reprieve. They will play Bish. They'll play Emmett uh, Friday, Caldwell Tuesday, uh, and that'll set up a monumental game on Thursday, January 18th, when they welcome Bishop Kelly to their place for the first of two matchups um, between what we think will probably be undefeated teams when that game uh, arrives for Valley view. No rest. They turn around on Tuesday and they play Skyview. They got to travel to Skyview. And those are the two teams that are in third and fourth right now. So for Valley View, a chance to punch their way up into the standings a little bit. But we are going to get all of these teams playing each other here down the stretch. And I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, here, here's Valley View's losses right there. You know, you look at their, you might just look at their, their, you know, uh, stats and say, oh, seven and six overall. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mountain View, Meridian, and Bishop Kelly. Okay. Uh, those were their first three games to start the season. Um, and then they played um, at the Classic at Damien. So they played a team from California and a team from Utah. Those are two more of their losses. And then Ridgeview. This team has not lost to a bad team. Um, They've just played really good teams, and you know what? Maybe that that's going to help them out down down the down the stretch. You know, I I I throw out. I always I look at the the beginning of the season, and sometimes you can say, you know what? You didn't have your feet underneath you. You weren't ready to go. Uh, whatever it is, maybe you just didn't have the pieces in place. And then let me see how you you, you go along as the season goes. And they really seem to put things together as they've gone along rebounding after those um, three losses to those big time schools. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're going to be a team to watch down the stretch. Yeah. It's going to be really fun to watch this race. Um, it's not going to be as fun as the two a Western Idaho conference, no. but it'll be pretty close. So uh, Logan, we've talked about this two a WIC Cole Valley Christian four and O Ambrose and Nampa Christian, each three and one new Plymouth and Melba each two and two. And then even, you know, beyond that, Marcin and compass charter are each one and three. 
And we're starting to see the separation of the league a little bit here. But man, uh, last week we talked about all five of the top five teams, Cole Valley, Ambrose, Napa Christian, New Plymouth, Melba. That was the top five in, in the coaches yeah. poll for 2A basketball. Uh, Melba dropped out this week in favor of North Fremont, but still the top four spots occupied by teams in this 2A WIC. Uh, spoiler alert, I think IdahoSports.com is going to be broadcasting a lot of these 2A WIC games coming up. Yeah, be sure to tune into the broadcast schedule because this this is this is a league where anybody can beat anybody on any given night, right? You've got five, and this is this is rare, right? To see a conference, you know, you look at some conferences might have eight teams. There's two or three that you know are going to finish at the bottom, two or three that you know are going to finish at the top, and then the middle ones are going to peck among themselves as well. There are almost three different conferences of two to three teams. But this, we have five teams at the top who are all going to beat up on each other. We saw this last year, too. I think with the top four, they, they just circled through each other. And they're going to beat up on each other, and then they're going to try to go to state tournament, and somebody's somebody's not going to make it. You know, It's kind of hard to look at it, but that that's what's going to happen. But the regular season is going to be extremely fun. The district tournament is going to be extremely fun. Uh, the 2A WIC might be the most competitive uh, league in all of the state right now. Yeah. And Cole Valley really is the team that has passed all the tests so far, right? They've beaten Napa Christian. They've beaten new Plymouth by nine. They did beat Melba. Um, they won pretty convincingly over Melba. Um, they haven't played Ambrose yet. So that's the one we're keeping an eye on Ambrose and Napa Christian each have a loss. Ambrose's loss was to Napa Christian by only three 57, 54, Napa Christian's only loss so far is to Cole Valley. Can't wait for that rematch between Ambrose and Napa Christian. And then, yes, New Plymouth and Melba haven't beaten any of the teams above them yet, but they've been close in a lot of these games, you know, in that 8 to 12-point range in some of these losses. So, yeah, you know, stay that, tuned. <laughs> that's flippable, too. We see that a lot, right, where you lose by that much and then and then you flip it. Um, I mean, that, that happened to Parma girls basketball, right? They lost some games and they turn around and, and they flip it. Right. And and that is, that's doable. And we saw it last year. We saw teams, you know, maybe we even saw some where they won on the road and then they lost at home in these games. Um, and, and so it, we're going to see how it goes. Like you said, that Cole Valley Ambrose game, uh, on Tuesday. So next Tuesday, the 16th should be a fun one to keep an eye on. And uh, maybe even watch on IdahoSports.com. Yeah, stay tuned to the game streams tab for all of the uh, you know scheduled games that we have going on there. All right, last one for boys basketball. One A D two Long Pin Conference, uh, Cascade and Garden Valley. Uh, and and we, it's funny how this all happened last week, Logan. Of course, you were gone. Paul Kingsbury was filling in, and I kind of put him on the spot. I said, "Hey." Garden Valley is at Cascade on Monday. I said, will you commit to, you know, going to broadcast <laughs> the games? And Paul said, oh, man, I don't think we've ever been to Cascade before. So, yeah, I got to check that off the bucket list. We said, all right, let's do it. Well, then bad weather came in on Monday. They flipped the games to Garden Valley. And Paul understandably wanted to stay home and not travel in the inclement weather. So uh, they flipped the game to Garden Valley instead of cascade now they'll play in cascade at the end of the season but what a game this was uh going into the fourth quarter i was trying to add up the totals here really quick cascade had a lead of 51 
to 36 over Garden Valley. And then the Wolverines outscore Cascade 23 to 10 in the fourth quarter. They needed to outscore them 25 to 10. Garden Valley falls two points shy at home, 61 59. What a what a great battle this was on a Monday. And that, you know, we've been to Garden Valley, I think, every year for the past three years. And last year we went up for the doubleheader, the boys and girls with Cascade. And this was almost the same exact story that happened last year, but flipped. Garden Valley was up by, I think, 30, almost 30 points in the third quarter. And Cascade just came roaring back. Cascade got it down to, I think, seven or eight points and ended up falling. Um, I'm not sure how much they ended up losing by, maybe around 10. But, man, it was they got it all the way down, just came roaring back, started hitting their shots. And that's just a great rivalry. And like you said, Maybe we can make the rematch. Uh, we'll have to to see, but that that they they're a good basketball team. Both of them, they always seem to be fighting back and forth uh, for a uh, a spot at state. And Cascade, Cascade, I think they remind me a lot of like we just talked about with Valley View, uh, right? Where they might just lurk around, and then all of a sudden they win these big games when it matters, like last year uh, when they won some huge games in the district tournament, and they make it to the state tournament. Couple years ago, I was doing the one AD two um, tournament. They they beat North Gym in the first round, a game that uh, North Gym honestly just kind of threw away. Then they are, I can't remember who they beat in the second round. If it was Kerry or I don't remember, but they they make it to the state championship. I don't think anybody had that on their bingo card that Cascade was going to go to the state championship. They lost to Lakeside, um, but it was a good Cascade team that got hot at the right time, and they're a team that can do that. And uh, right now they seem to be in the driver's seat after that win against uh, Guard Valley. Two great coaches, right? Uh, Josh Hurley at Cascade has done a phenomenal job. Heather Kelly at Garden Valley, likewise, fantastic job. This Cascade team is just full of athletes, right? It's all these guys that we've recognized from the football gridiron. Maybe they aren't on the radar of the casual Treasure Valley sports fan, but here are some names you want to pay attention to. Tyler Thurston right? He yep. can handle the ball. He can shoot it. Cole Olson, big, tall forward. Uh, Samuel Huckabee is a kid I really like. I got to do Cascades um, third place game with Council last year at the state tournament on Saturday morning. And Samuel Huckabee really impressed me with the way he went after it. Uh, Grant Whipple is a fun kid to watch. Uh, they have just got athlete after athlete after athlete on this Cascade team. Yeah, and I think Whipple, if I'm remembering right, was the one who came back in, in that game and said, all right, we're not getting blown out here and really uh, kind of stepped up and helped the team get going. Uh, th th they're a good team. And Thurston, they they had one years ago, and now they've, you know, Thurston's just a, a Cascade basketball name. You'll hear it for the next 85 years, I'm sure. Um, but, they, you know, they've got the pieces to maybe make some noise this year. And for Garden Valley, you know, it's it's the same, right? It's Tacoma Kelly and Max Yearsley. Um, they do have a little bit more size, right? They've got Trustin Brown at six five underneath, and Rex Thackrell, who's six foot four. And um, I, I, you know, I'm just looking at Garden Valley's roster. Uh, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen of the fourteen players on the varsity team are six feet or taller. Logan, yeah. Yeah, they're they're they've got the size, and it's really funny. You look at the one A D two basketball scene, and gosh, look at the top, 
who do you have there? <laughs> it's the teams that nobody wanted to see in football. And now all of a sudden you have to see them in basketball in Casca or in, in um, Camas County and Kendrick. And you know what, when you've got size, like garden Valley does, you can make things happen. But then when you've got shooters like cascade does, you can also make things happen. So I think that one AD two tournament could be one of the most uh, fun and, and run and gun type tournaments that you might see this year. Yes. And council is lurking. You know, council has kind of been the team to beat the last couple of years. First year coach and JC Tucker uh, trying to get these guys lined up. They did just beat Horseshoe Bend on Monday, 56 49. They have taken their lumps, right? They lost to Cascade by 30 um, earlier this year. They lost to uh, Garden Valley earlier this year also uh, by 10. But they are a team that hasn't had the full deck of cards yet until this point so they're a team i'm always going to keep an eye on as well but for now you know cascade garden valley definitely you know 1a 1b in this race and can't wait for the rematch at the end of the month all right we've got some fantastic girls basketball action starting to heat up as well as we sprint to the finish line six weeks until state we'll break down all of the girls hoops action right after this word from no vape it's not like i'm doing drugs Nicotine can negatively impact the developing brain and make it more susceptible to other addictive substances. Students that vape are three times more likely to start smoking weed. And kids who share vapes can unknowingly inhale other drugs like THC, meth, or fentanyl, causing permanent lung damage, overdose, and even death. Be smart, don't start. You got to love a commercial that incorporates the local teams. Bishop Kelly yeah. featured in that no vape spot, Logan. Yeah, that was awesome. Seeing those BK kids out there. And uh, again, another message. Yeah, you know, you might not be uh, trying to do all the other drugs, but you just never know what, what could happen, right? So uh, a great message there from no vape. No doubt. So uh, this is the Treasure Valley Prep Cast. Presented by No Vape Idaho, Brandon Bainey with Logan Green. Let's break down two conference races in girls basketball, and then we'll duck out of here. Uh, like on the boys' side, the 4A Southern Idaho Conference, the girls' 4A Southern Idaho Conference starting to heat up. It's it's long been assumed. Oh, Bishop Kelly, yeah, they're the team to beat. They've had the run of the league, you know, they and Columbia. Um, but here's Ridgeview, kind of. Uh, Ridgeview has entered the chat, Logan. Right. And you know, the, the league is, uh, kind of, kind of interesting right now. I mean, like you said, Ridgeview knocked off Bishop Kelly on Friday. They beat them 52 to 47, followed it up with a big win at Columbia. Uh, they only have one loss in conference. So you say, who is it to, right? If, if they beat Bishop Kelly, but it's to Emmett who was able to take care of business. So man, you, you look at it now and you say, all right, now what's, what is going on here? Uh, this is another league that might be um, one that, that we don't know who's going to come out of it come district tournament time. It's really fascinating because Ridgeview is nine and six overall, six and one in the league. BK is 10 and four and five and one. But because Ridgeview stubbed their toe against Emmett, they now have to beat BK outright the second time to, you know, win that district title in the regular season potentially you know same thing is on the line for bk right if they lose again then of course they would also lose it out but um there's going to be no split here it's going to have to be you're going to have to win both of the matchups here if you're ridgeview or or bishop kelly 
Yeah, and and this is a very. I, I think that we need to give Ridgeview a ton of credit for beating Bishop Kelly. I mean, this is a Bishop Kelly team that they have a lot. You know, a loss to Boise, right? They they lost to Boise this year, uh, but they only lost to Boise. I say only by fourteen points. Um, but this is a Boise girls basketball team that beat Mountain View one hundred to seventeen. They beat Centennial 45 to 49 to 19. They beat Eagle by 40 points. They beat CUNA by 30 points. They beat Meridian by 50 points. They beat Bora by 50 points. They beat Capital by 40. You get the idea here, right? They're beating teams by over 80 points, right? And they held them. You know, that they can they 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 held their own in that game. Um, and, and then Bridgeview beats them, right? So, uh, give me Ridgeview Boise, right? The the transitive property, uh, trans or whatever. I don't know what you call it, you know. Uh, but man, that's a that's a huge win because that's a really good Bishop Kelly girls team that that's gonna make some noise um, when when they get if they I guess I should say if they get to the state tournament. I mean, they beat Jerome, right? Who's turned out to be a really good girls team this year they beat timberline who was always in the mix as well um they've gone up and they've beaten a bunch of 4a or 5a schools excuse me they they hung in at the timberline tournament with eagle and Hawaii. uh this is a good bk team and now all of a sudden you got ridgeview thrown in the mix as well yeah i want to do a deep dive onto this ridgeview team because they have not been on anyone's radar and this is what the treasure valley Prepcast is all about is shining the light on some of these teams that get lost in the shuffle and so for ridgeview logan I think if you ask any, any coach or fan or player, they'll tell you, you know, McKenna Durant, the, the junior dynamo, 5'8 point guard, she really is the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, she'll be a first-team All-SIC performer and I think could challenge potentially, you know, for the pl- player of the year in the conference, depending on what happens at a, a couple other places. But, Logan, they have five players actually six players averaging between 9.1 and 5.1 points per game. So it is not like, oh, okay, McKenna Durant just puts the team on her back every night and goes out and gets 20. She leads the way at 9.1 points per game, but it is a balanced effort. After that, it is uh, Mira Martinez uh, with 8.3, Holland Miller at 6.4, Emma Bratfold at 6.3, Dakota Thomas at 6.2 and then Brooklyn page who might be the most important player because she's a six foot one inch center. She averages 5.1 points per game. That is incredible balance from your top six. Yeah. And you, and this is, I was having this conversation with somebody um, about another team that, that I was watching was that you need a player like her, right. That can take over a game, but that everybody else is in the mix, right? You don't want to have this, vast difference right in your your top if your top person just can't get it done in one game oh no we're in trouble no they won't be you know if if she can't get it done there are five other players that can step up and will score the basket now you i every team i think needs that person right that can step in and take over a game when it when it's needed Um, i'm thinking middleton and the Waihee boys game that we did middleton just was like they would get it down to six points and they they just they just it just seemed like they needed somebody to say I'm taking over right here I'm gonna go in and that's what she can deliver in that regard but you need a full team effort that they've got there and having that balance somebody else can step up if there's an off night but man uh, Valley View just just spread across the board it makes for a tough team to beat. 
Yeah. So uh, of that top six, I mentioned there for Ridgeview, Logan, uh, of that top six that are averaging between 5.1 and 9.1 points per game, five of the six are juniors. Only Dakota Thomas is a senior. So they are laying the foundation for next year as well. I'm, you know, I'm going to start paying closer attention to Ridgeview. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, next year, not that they're not good this year, right? They're already, they've, they've jumped on our radar uh, big time right now and, and they're going to be there next year. I think that is the a great thing to look forward to. If you're a Warhawks fan, right? That you've got a team that is potentially going to make a run this year, but knowing, you know, the bulk of it will be back next year too. Yep. Uh, here we've got in the, uh, the chat and yes, if you are tuning in live to this treasure Valley prep cast and, and you want to be part of the conversation, uh, throw a comment in and uh, and we will gladly put it up on the screen here. Jay Galvin, 85, nine juniors, three seniors on that Ridgeview varsity. And he says they're three and oh, since the Christmas break, the adjustments yeah. from a coaching aspect have been fire. I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they beat Caldwell, Bishop Kelly and Columbia. That's three conference games coming, you know, after the Christmas break, which is always, nobody likes to start work right after the Christmas break. And they, they started off work great, right? They, they just got right to it and have won three big games. And, you know, you look at the rest of the way for Ridgeview, right? They've got Skyview, uh, Twin Falls, Valley View, Emmett Caldwell, and then finishing up the season with Bishop Kelly. So, you know, a chance for there, I'm sure they would love for that revenge against Emmett on a couple of weeks, but the schedule is like you said, it's crazy that, they're, they're the regular season ends in what one, two, three weeks that, that that's it for regular season. So it's, this is the time to get hot and Ridgeview's on it at the right time. Yep. All right. We're going to wrap up with the three, a snake river Valley conference, the SRV where uh, we've got a three-way tie at the top, Logan Parma, McCall Donnelly, Fruitland, all four and one. The overall records, Parma's 12 and four, McCall is eight and five, Fruitland is seven and seven. But man, Fruitland has the most recent signature win. They went and beat Parma 59-54 January 4th. And then they host McCall Donnelly on Saturday, a chance to get some momentum. The Vandals come in and sneak out with a two-point win, 40 to 38. So you you see right there just in the last two games that uh, Fruitland has had against uh, Parma and McCall Donnelly. How close the margins really are with these teams? Yeah, you know, and 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 we saw this a couple years ago, right, where where two teams made a bid to state. Um, it might have even been these same two, uh, where it was Parma and, and McCall Donnelly, and then and then Weezer, you know, is also in the mix there. And then they went and they beat one of the best teams in the state to punch their ticket. That this league is very strong and is every year. And those top teams are just going to beat up on each other. Uh, and so this this should be a fun one down the stretch as well. Yeah, and and we shouldn't forget about Weezer. Uh, you know, they are 12 and four overall. Also, they're two and three in conference, Logan. They've had a, just some tough losses. They they lost to McCall Donnelly very early in December uh, by 14. But outside of that, their other two losses in conference play, they're two and three. They lost by four against Parma and they lost by six, uh, five to Fruitland. I mean, so they're right there, too. So add Weezer into the mix. Yeah, it's going to be a good uh, conference down the stretch. And I mean, if you look at Parma, what they've been able to do that now we, we talked a lot about them. They've been able to, to flip games that they lost early, right? They lost to Cole Valley and Melba early on. They flipped those to victories the next time they play. So we'll see. It'll be fun to see what happens when they play Fruitland 
um, in a couple of weeks on Saturday the 20th. We'll see if they can flip that and get it back. But that could be a potential game to see who gets the first bid at uh, in the district tournament, um, which which is always important, right? You always want to be on the top side of that bracket. Um, so so it, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that one goes. Fruitland will decide this conference race, Logan. Uh, I'm not saying Fruitland is going to win it, but Fruitland will decide it because their last three games of the year, Parma at home, at McCall Donnelly, at Weezer. That three-game stretch to close out the year with Fruitland. Man. Uh, that's going to decide the league right there. <laughs> <clears throat> and then they, they just jump right into a tournament where they could see those three teams once again. Um, man, talk about being prepared for the tournament um, because we know Snake River over in Eastern Idaho at 3A Girls has kind of just been a, a monster so far. So, hey, that's that's what you need right before you you get ready for the district or state tournament is to go up against some of the best in your own district. Yeah, looking at the bracket for 3A girls basketball this year, Logan, and, you know, the, the play-in games and all of that type of stuff. Um, I, you know, the third-place team from District 3 is going to play the second-place team from District 4. They're going to win that. District 3 is going to yeah. get three teams to state. I feel pretty confident in saying that. Yeah, and it's, and it's hard to look at it and say one of those four, Parma, McCall, Fruitland, Weezer, is is going to be left at home no no disrespect home down payette but right now those have been the four in control and and one of those four is going to get left home yeah it's uh it's going to be really fascinating to watch here down the stretch for sure all right well logan you're back after your uh your mini vacay back in the saddle thank you as always for coming on for the treasure valley yeah. podcast yeah i went over um back back where i'm from and uh, this is my joke. I, I went to saw my favorite NHL team. I saw my favorite NFL team and my, and my NHL team, the Carolina Hurricanes. Man, they they scored more than my NFL team. They they had one goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was we did get to get you know, like I've said, I like the Panthers. They got shut out by the Buccaneers. They did score twice, and both got called back. So we got to get excited twice. Well, one of them was a fumble. They fumbled it into the end zone. It was recovered. One was a pre-snap penalty that got so we got excited twice, which was kind of fun. Um, that sounds pretty bad, but uh, yeah, fun, quick. I mean, it was super fast just to go over, go to those, come back. But uh, excited to get down to crunch time here with uh, with some Idaho high school basketball coming down the stretch. Yep, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. As always, uh, you can go to idahosports.com for the latest scores and standings and schedules. You won't find a more accurate listing of what's happened anywhere else uh, other than idahosports.com. And then also, you know, keep checking that game streams tab as we uh, ramp up our regular season yeah. basketball broadcasts. Yeah, we'll be at Middleton tonight, Middleton Timberline Boys, which should be fun. Um, and then we've, we've got at least one game every week. Um, we're just working on getting all of them finalize and permission but we've got we've got a wide variety of games it's not just 5a we'll we'll be at um some 3a games 2a boys and girls everybody covered pretty evenly yep for sure so that's all at idahosports.com logan green and zach white i can confirm logan zach texted me back and said yep he'll be there tonight so all right all right we'll, we'll we'll have it for you all right, idahosports.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Treasure Valley PrepCast. Everybody enjoy the competition this weekend. Travel safe. Weather out there is going to be gnarly. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com.